The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Okay. Welcome, guys, to another episode of our post-documentary a a podcast for the Michael Jordan documentary. My name is Ruben, and today I I'm, I'm, uh, have a guest today who... Uh, is Elizabeth, who actually does one of my one of my favorite podcasts out there. Aww. She's a maverick, <laughs> which you guys should listen to. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really good. Uh, I just got done watching the documentary. Um, had a few beers, just so you know, kind of relax with As it. You and... should. That's okay. I had a pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. That's a good choice. You know. Um, I mean, man, those. So this, these last two. Uh, episodes dealt with a little bit about Kobe. Obviously, it's a little bit about Kobe, which I think you have to include, especially now. Oh, um, yeah. Had to have him talked about kind of like his sh- like the the birth of the Jordan brand, like as a shoe mm-hmm. as a shoe company. Yeah, um, that was really cool. Which is awesome because I love Jordan, so that's yeah. just like my thing. Um, you know, dealt with that. It kind of dealt with him trying to you know win their second championship and then their third and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I like the way that this documentary does, like, the way their format is, where they kind of go back and forth between, like, obviously, like, the big thing is the 98, like, you know, playoff season. Yeah. But then they kind of go back and kind of talk about, like, hey, like, here are things that happened that have, like, some sort of connection to the current day, you know, where they're talking about, like, again, like, again, where they're talking about kind of, like, his shoes and, like, how that became a thing and how he wore the Jordan ones um, for his last game at the garden or his last, at yeah. the time, you know, last game at the garden. And uh, in my head, I was like, why would you ever play in those? <laughs> like, I know I was, I cannot be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Cause I and was apparently not because she was filled with blood. So <laughs> I know that's terrifying. Cause I have a few pairs of Jordan. I have a few pairs of Jordan ones and mm-hmm. there are like, they're nice shoes. Like, I just yeah. could not could not see myself playing in them. They're just like, they're more like a, a lifestyle shoe now. And I think they, yeah. you know, I guess like the, obviously the technology like was so much better because he's obviously talking to Tony Kukoc and he's like, he's like, yeah, like, you know, there's like 14 years of like new technology in the current shoes I'm wearing. You know, these are dinosaur yeah. shoes at this point. Yeah. You know, I thought that was really <laughs> cool. You know, they're talking about that and kind of like, I know on Twitter, I was kind of looking through it as like, I always do. It's a real bad habit of mine. I've kind of like not watching it completely. Like, but also the same thing. Yeah. You're kind of referring to (laughs) Twitter and like, you know, people are like, dude, like the fact that Adidas like had a chance to like sign him and then didn't do it. And Mm -hmm. then like down the line, they had Kobe for a while and then Kobe left to go to Nike. And then they had a chance to get LeBron. LeBron was like, no, I'm going to go to Nike. Like they've, (laughs) 
they just haven't been good. I mean, they like they have good players now. Like they have Harden and Dame Lillard, and they used to have. I think they still have Derrick Rose and stuff like that. But like their whole shoe game, like obviously, could have been even more elevated, especially because Jordan did like to play in Adidas, like yeah, in, co- for in sure. college. So it's funny because you know they talked about how how that all started, like a shoe brand and stuff. Um, but they didn't touch on this, which is fine because it's not really what the documentary is about, but I just, I, it's like such an integral part of basketball now is like shoe deals and what shoes are people are wearing, especially with Luca now, I think, um, and how he changes shoes like every minute of the game. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I just thought, I mean, he, I mean, obviously Michael paved the way for like a lot of things, but I thought that it was cool that like he was such a big part of that. I mean, you know, they talked about the Converse shoes and I love Converse. I'm a huge Converse girl. I cannot imagine playing in those ever. So hopefully they were different (laughs) back in the day because they're not that comfortable. (laughs) Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't like even think about running in them. Like it's terrible. Oh my God. It would be terrible. Um, so uh so you know obviously there was that commercial with like larry and everyone which by the way cracked me up because larry did like a little rap and i was like what's happening right now oh uh, i've seen that i've seen it before and i was like why is this a thing <laughs> like oh my god it was amazing uh, i was the, like well that's the cutest thing i've ever seen in my life oh uh, the 80s <laughs> you know <laughs> um but yeah so i think like i mean even though there was that and converse was like the main shoe i think it's um I mean, way back when. Um, I think it's really cool that Michael, like, paved the way for that to be a thing in basketball today. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they talked about that. And then, of course, at the very beginning of the of, uh, first episode of the night, they talked about, you know, Kobe and kind of, like, just how much he respected Michael, obviously, and, like, just wanted to kill him on the court. You know, at the mm-hmm. All-Star game, just because... Yeah. And it was cool kind of seeing, like, the East All-Stars, like, a lot of them were older players at that point, and just, like, talking mad shit about Kobe and be like, this, you know, the Laker kid is, you know, he's... <laughs> the the game, doesn't, know. the game the game doesn't come to him, like, he just grabs it, you know? And it's just, like, that's exactly how Kobe was, you know? Like, yeah. Especially early Kobe. Like, Froby was just, a, you know, a ball of energy all the time, so... Yeah. You know, that was was really cool. Um, I so I grew up overseas um, and I didn't really. So like after we moved to Scotland when I was seven, you know, didn't really pay attention to the NBA that much. (laughs) I still like basketball, but there, you know, not a lot of games played there. But um, so I didn't know much about Kobe because I didn't grow up with it um, until I moved back and started like watching again. Um, but actually the first NBA game I ever saw, um, like in person was a Mavericks game and we were playing the Lakers and Kobe was there. And so I think that's really cool that I have that memory. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> it was like my first in person and we got killed. Oh my God. He mur- I mean, he murdered us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I mean, it yeah, bad. like, yeah, I, I never got to see it. was like yeah. six, seven years ago. Like, it was not good. I mean, like, it's crazy, because, like, I never saw Kobe ever, like, live in person. Like, you know, I still haven't seen LeBron in person. You know, like, they're just guys, like, I just need to go and just, like, show the money out for, like, these, like, generational talents and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, we have one on our team, which is cool. 
So, you know. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I have more chances to kind of see Luca, you know, than most do. But, um, yeah, like, so just, like, you know, them talking about Kobe and everything. I think that was really nice. Like, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure that was already getting, like, it, it was going to be a thing mm-hmm. within the documentary before, like, obviously, like, the tragedy happened and everything. Right. But I think now it has even a little bit more of a impact because, you know, like, we saw Michael Jordan, like, at Kobe's, like, you know, um, Mem- yeah, memorial, a memorial, yeah, thing. His service, yeah. You know, and it was, he, you know, it's the only time in my life where I could ever, I've seen him like have an emotion that wasn't yeah. related to basketball directly. You know, yeah, for sure. So I mean, and it like, wasn't yeah. like, yeah, um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, I cried, uh, you know, for hours. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, the whole service was just grueling, and you know, I can't imagine being his I don't know I mean like even in the documentary like Kobe was like you know he's my big brother and I know that Michael felt the same way and it's just I don't know it was heartbreaking to watch everything yeah I know and he's like you know Kobe's like I wouldn't have these championships if I didn't like have you know you know Michael to kind of be like the base yeah you know how to do things so it's like man like and I I love that he said that because I think there are some players who shall remain nameless um, <laughs> who don't necessarily respect the people that came before them as much as they should. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. Like, like Kobe's like, you wouldn't have me if Michael didn't do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think Kobe really modeled his, I mean, I'm sure he was just like born that way too, but I think he modeled his competitiveness after Michael. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like you can kind of tell like they're both kind of, cut from the same cloth and just like psychopaths yeah. about everything <laughs> so you know like which again which i kind of like so, psychopaths so i've been calling michael a psychopath this entire like every single thing like i've been calling all my tweets and that thread that i made of just like of all the night of all the document of all the episodes i'm just like he's a fucking psychopath oh my god like you know especially when it came to like when they got a little bit more into his gambling yeah, you know, in these in these uh, two episodes where they're talking about how the fact that it didn't matter, <laughs> like you know, like he was literally gambling for like a dollar or two just because yeah. he wanted to sh- to prove to his teammates. He just needed to, you know, beat everyone. Which everyone. I, I mean, like I'm competitive to a point, you know, like I've yeah. always been that way. But like Michael was just like above and beyond like anything that I've ever seen. And of course, like. I've heard the stories, like I've read, doc, you know, I've read, you know, articles about him and the way right. he was and things like that. But actually seeing him himself be like, yeah, like I like to gamble, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, of course I was at, you know, I was at, um, you know, I was in Jersey at, you know, whatever, Atlantic City at 2 a.m., you know, before a yeah. playoff game. Like, it's whatever, <laughs> like, it's not a big deal. And just like the fact, like, I was keep trying to keep track of how many times I saw a cigar in these episodes oh today God. and like i yeah. lost track and i was like oh this is like this is what they did you know yeah. like i couldn't and they were so big the cigars were <laughs> i was like how are they so long yeah they are <laughs> yeah i've seen a lot of cigars in my life but i felt like it was huge i'm like i've had like you know? once i've had one cigar in my life and it was only because like you i know? just i just graduated and i was like it's a huge deal so i had <laughs> one cigar in my life and i'm looking uh and i'm thinking back to this and i'm thinking like it looks like like Michael Jordan and like the rest of the Bulls just like went through them like like nothing. Yeah. 
You know, I'm like, for me, it was like a big deal to have like a cigar, you know? So I had one uh, when I turned 18 because I was like, what else am I going to do? Like, I can't <laughs> drink. What am I going to do? So I was like, oh, I can buy tobacco products. Let me buy a cigar. Um, I think I took like one puff or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like with my friend um, August. Shout out. He doesn't listen to anything I do. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I was like, this is horrendous. How do people do this? This is disgusting. I can't do this. I was like, you smoke the rest. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't even like, I don't know. That's how I celebrated my 18th birthday. It was lame. <laughs> no, I think no. <laughs> that seems kind of cool, though, you know. Um, what else? Oh, so when they were talking about the Dream Team stuff. Mm, that yeah. was really interesting to me because I know there already is like a there's a thirty for thirty over the dream team and yes. it's great in itself like it's such a, it's such a great you know documentary but what I really want to see and I know I think some of it was a little new was some of the practice tape you know some of the stuff they showed I don't think I'd seen before yeah which I was kind of cool just like for some reason Magic and Michael Jordan just like not getting along for whatever reason or like. I'm sure they got along, but, like, I think, like, when it came came to, like, a competitive thing, it was, like... Yeah. You know, where Magic is, like, oh, this isn't, like, you know, the Chicago Center or whatever, like, you know, like... Yeah. You're forgetting where we're at. Like, this is, you know, we're in Barcelona, <laughs> like, you yeah, know... Yeah, he's, and, like, it's not your playground anymore, Michael, and Michael was, like, screw you, everything's my playground, so. Yeah, so just, like, <laughs> kind of hearing that and just, like, where, like, where, um, <laughs> where uh, Magic is talking about how, like... You know, they kick the ball into the stands, and then you see that, and you're like, oh, yeah. that really happened? Okay. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, it's kind of cool, like, seeing just, like, these guys, like, remember things, and then immediately, like, the you know, the production team had pulled out, like, the actual clip of the thing that they were talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. And I mean, it's cool, though, because, like, the Dream Team, yeah, you know, it's like, just like the Dream Team in general, like... I hear so many, like, different, like, you know, discussions about the Dream Team and, like, what they would be today and stuff like that, blah, blah, and just, like, mm -hmm, yeah. you know, talking about that. And then also talking about, like, the Isaiah Thomas stuff, you know, finally, like, I wanted Michael to talk about this since I heard about the documentary. Because, <laughs> again, like, I wasn't really cognizant whenever, like, everything was going. I don't think I, I wasn't even born, like, when they, when they met each other a couple times, so. Yeah, no. You know, so, like. I had heard, like, I knew, like, I knew Isaiah because of, like, his stuff with the Knicks and mm -hmm. allegations and things like that. And I was like, okay, he seems like a kind of shitty dude, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? And then you find out, well, like, he was actually, like, a shitty guy, like, on the court, too, when it came to, like, the way he, the, you know, the way that the bad boys played were just, like, dirty, yeah. you know? Yeah. Especially considering now they'd be really, dirty, be considered super dirty. But, yeah. like, it's just crazy to see, like, just, like, how angry, <laughs> like... And just how, like, how angry and just how, how much contempt, like, Michael has for Isaiah in particular. Like, he does not like the guy. I think, yeah, and I think, like, I understand. Um, I totally understand where Michael's coming from. And I said, I think I tweeted this, this like, last, um, after the episodes came out. But, um, <laughs> I mean, if, if Isaiah played dirty on the court like whatever i think that michael could have like gotten past that you know um but he was just a sore loser and like he couldn't deal with it gracefully or graciously um and i think that's what we're, i i mean this is obviously speculation 
I don't know Michael personally, <laughs> but I think that that's, <laughs> that's what, um, I think that's what like set Michael over the edge because he was like, how are you not going to shake my hand? Like, how are you going to be like, don't act like this is a thing that everyone does. Like we shook your hand when we lost to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I, I th- think Michael Jordan and, um, my father are like the main reasons that I, I hate sore losers. Like cannot stand them. Um, cause I'm like, like, I understand that winning is important. I totally get it. I understand being competitive, but like if someone beats you, as long as they're not cheating, I think that you need to be like gracious about it and be like, Hey, good job, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and so, I mean, that's why I don't like Isaiah Thomas, but (laughs) 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 that's what I feel is also one of the reasons why, and you know, like I wouldn't want to play with someone like that either. Cause like, how are they going to act when you play better than them on the court? Even if you're on the same team, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And then I, don't know. I wouldn't want that negativity around. Yeah, and then they start talking about Tony Kukoc, which is interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to me because I've kind of read a little bit about like you know the geopolitics at the time of that area mm-hmm. of the world, and just kind of be like, okay, like they really were at war. <laughs> like you know, like yeah. <laughs> these are super war torn countries. Like yeah. things I can't really fathom because I live you know here, and just like you know, just the like, the fact that it just took like Jerry Krause being like, hey, like. I'm probably going to draft this guy, you know, like, or like we drafted this guy. We're just waiting for him to come over. Like, and just like the fact that like, um, you know, Pippen and Jordan were just like, well, fuck this guy, you know, we're going (laughs) to give him hell like in the, in the Olympics, you know, which I just kind of crazy kind of seeing like, just like what they kind of put him through in the same point. It's also like, well, you know, Kukoc is also coming from a war torn country. So, is like getting lit for like you know whatever thirty forty points a night. Is that really the worst thing that could happen to him? You know, because he is yeah, coming from sure. he is coming from Croatia that just you know tried to have independence and you yeah. know had a basically civil war over it and stuff like that. So I did feel bad for him though because like it's not his fault that Jerry was obsessed with him. Uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> you know dude. Seriously, I mean? like yeah. <laughs> um. And so, and, you know, I, I'm sure that Michael and, um, Pippin weren't like, you know, we hate this kid as they said in the documentary and whatever, I trust them. I don't think they're liars. Um, I feel like both of them are pretty upfront about their feelings on things. Um, so they were like, yeah, we hate this kid. They just didn't like the way that I think Jerry Cross was going about it, which is fair. Um, but I did feel bad for him because, and yeah, probably losing to Michael and Pippin isn't the worst thing that you could experience, especially when your country's at war, but it's probably, it probably doesn't make you feel better either when your country's at war. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably need that stuff, a lift up, <laughs> um, in that area or whatever, wherever you can get it. But, but like, I mean, it's great though to kind of see like, you know, Tony, he became a great player in the league, you know, like. And there weren't a lot of, like, you know, European players, like, ever, like, you know, in the league at that yeah. point. So just, like, he was kind of, like, I think, like, if he didn't come and didn't excel well, like, maybe Dirk might have not stayed. Or maybe, you know, like, the whole, like, a lot of the, we wouldn't have such a nice representation of European or even world players, you know? Yeah, so, for sure. I think it's cool. Like, I think, and I like, I like, the, I just like the way that he was, like, in documentary, just, like, he just seems, like, very chill, like, very, like, yeah. you know, very, like, yeah, you know, like, I just, I like to play basketball, and, 
You know, like these guys, yeah. the guys don't like me for whatever reason, but it's whatever. Like, you know, He's like, like I don't get it, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, you know, like eventually I'll be the eventually I'll probably be their teammate. So, you know, they got yeah. a deal or whatever. Um, the other thing I've liked so far about this documentary, especially this, these couple, these couple of um of episodes, has been the music. Oh my god, yeah! My husband and I were talking about that. I was like, this soundtrack is is lit. Yeah, I don't it, talk like that. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I'm they, trying to be cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, they played Outcast, which I'm like, okay, that's awesome because they played in Atlanta and like that made sense why they played it and stuff like that. And these yeah. like that song in particular just like it sticks out and like just because like I love Outcast so much, even though like they were really popular when I was like in elementary school, but you know, <laughs> so like hearing that and then just like it's just it's so funny to me because. Michael Jordan doesn't like hip hop at all, even though like his brand is like so ingrained in that culture. You know, like Jordan brand is like it's hip hop now. You know, like that's what kids wear, and uh, it's just so interesting because like you hear you hear the music and you're like, Jordan probably didn't have any input on this <laughs> because I don't think he would have because no. cho- <laughs> he wouldn't have chose any of the stuff that they were playing. You know. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it's been great kind of hearing the music and just like, and I know, um, uh, Rob Perez, Wobe, I know he like, up, he, um, posted the uh, Spotify link to the soundtrack, which is great. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So if you have Spotify, check that out. Cause I'm probably gonna do that tonight, actually, after we get done with this. So, cause <laughs> I just like listen to the music and, um, I'm trying to think what else happened. I'm going, kind of going through Twitter right now, trying to remember. Oh, the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks actually being good <laughs> was very surprising the to me. That one time? That one time in the world? I mean, like... In, uh, in history. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of interesting kind of seeing, like... It's, I mean, it's interesting kind of seeing, like, just, like, how, like, good they were. And I read, I saw online that they had, uh, they had gone, um, they had gone made the playoffs every single year in the 90s, which, oh my God. <laughs> which is very surprising to me, so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that was crazy. The, so, <laughs> the only thing I know, I mean growing up the only thing i knew about you know nba was was michael jordan and scotty pippen and the bulls and whatever and then space jam (laughs) so i'm like hey patrick ewing i know him yeah it's patrick ewing okay cool (laughs) like but like i could have told i could not have told you that he played for the Knicks. like i had no idea um and i definitely didn't know that there was like that much contention is that the word i'm looking for i think yeah i think i think that's the word i'm pretty sure between him and michael and the knicks and the bulls like i did not know that at all um i'd never heard about that so that was kind of crazy to see to me i didn't realize that they were i didn't know that they just took over as being the dirty players of the nba you know so that was kind of crazy and, like, it's so weird, though, because, like, you hear, like, you know, um, Patrick Ewing saying, 
hey, like, I hate you. And then now yeah. now he's the coach for Georgetown, and their sponsor is Jordan Brand. So <laughs> so he wears Jordan Brand now all the time, even though, like, he hated, like, the guy, like, in the 90s or whatever. Like, I always thought that was interesting kind of seeing that. And then the other thing is kind of, um, so their last, so their, their, their third, their third championship was against Charles Barkley. And we, they kind of, they kind of talked about that in the, the second episode tonight. And just, uh, it's funny. Cause like I looked at, I looked at, uh, Charles Barkley's numbers for that year and yeah, dude, he was amazing. <laughs> like for what I could tell, like he was killing it. So you know, I can kind of see, I can definitely see why he was MVP that year. And then just, like, seeing how, like, just, like, Jordan was, like, I, yeah. hate, I hate the fact that he was MVP. So now I'm going to kill his team. <laughs> like, hate the fact that, uh, Jerry, again, Jerry Krause, you know, Jerry Krause, yeah. like, liking the other guy, like, the other dude on this team, uh, Dan Marjolet, I think, I think his name, um, liking him and being like, hey, like, I'm going to fucking kill Dan Marjolet. <laughs> like... During the series, like I'm gonna light him up, and he I think he like yeah he scored like 41 points. He averaged 41 points in that finals, which is I'm... crazy. <laughs> I mean, Michael obviously you know was the biggest part of the the wins, I think. But um, you know, thinking about it, maybe Jerry Krause like had a really big hand in it because all he had to do was be like, "Oh, I love this guy," and Michael just got him down. I mean, like Jerry Krause seems like a smart guy, so that I mean, he. <laughs> He built a dynasty, you know. So yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a fair I think it's a fair assessment on your part on that. So Jerry's like, let me just manipulate him. It's fine. Yeah, just a little bit, you know. Just like get him riled up. Like I'm gonna say, this guy is a really good defender. <laughs> like you know, let's make sure. Like, screw you, Jerry. And I mean, I th- I'm the best. And I talked about this last week, but it's it sucks that like he you know Jerry Krause passed away because. He yeah. can't defend himself at all on any of the stuff. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like I want, I, I wish he was alive just so I could like see, like okay, like his side of the story. But at the same point, like you know, this was all, this was all, um, you know, kind of put on by Michael's people. So yeah. you know, it's not the most fair documentary, but it is super entertaining. So yeah, it is entertaining. But I, you know, I feel like they're doing their best to be unbiased um even though it is michael's people you know and he had a huge hand in making it because i mean like not everything that you see on here is necessarily positive for him i think um you know if you didn't know about his gambling and you have something against gambling or you know what i mean um or if you didn't know that he was like really hard on his teammates and you don't like that and he's like the best team player in the world (laughs) you know what i mean so yeah but um you know, and he has, you know, Isaiah Thomas on there letting him talk whatever his, his defenses are. Yeah. Let's see. So I think that kind of covers most of the stuff that happened. I know there's, like, little things, bits and pieces and stuff like that. But I think we kind of covered a lot of the general <laughs> points for this, yeah. for, you know, for this week. Um, I thank you again so much for coming on. You kind of saved my ass. <laughs> because my because the guy that I usually have on he's busy today so you know um but yeah uh do you have do you want to plug your podcast or anything you know um i'm on itunes spotify and the himalaya app 
I'm on Twitter at She's a Maverick and Instagram at She's a Maverick Podcast. Um, and you can also just go to She's a Maverick.com and uh, listen to the podcast there or read a little about why I'm doing it and stuff like that. So I'd love to have you listen. <laughs> and guys, I'm telling you, like, her, the way that she does broadcasting is really just really easy. It's really easy listening. Like, I love listening to it whenever I can. Like, her stuff is really, really good. That's so sweet. So please check it out <laughs> if you haven't already. So Thanks. Yeah, I'm not a professional by any means, but I do like it. So. Yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun thing to do. So Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so with that, I will, you know, for that, send the podcast. Uh, hope you guys stay safe. And uh, I can't wait for next week's, next week's uh, episodes. So Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for having me. All right. You have a good day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.